0: Welcome to The Expats. I'm your host, Adam Rosenhart, based out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And this is something of a special episode. Normally, I'd interview a Canadian expat about their experiences living abroad. But for this particular show, I've invited colleague and journalist Samantha Poweron to help cover a story that's very important to the over 2 million Canadians living abroad.
1: We've been researching expatriate voting over the last month and the way it's viewed by the Canadian government. What we found is a voting system that prevents expat Canadians from casting a ballot if they've lived outside of the country for more than five years.
0: Join us as we try to unpack this unwieldy issue about citizenship and what it means to be Canadian on the expats. When expat Jamie Dung attempted to vote in 2011, he was shocked to find he would not be able to cast a ballot.
2: I was, I was a little shocked. It was surprising that, you know, in the 21st century, in a modern democratic country like Canada, uh, that there would be something stopping people from voting simply for living abroad. Um, we are all Canadian citizens, and citizenship is what should determine voting rights.
0: Having lived abroad for more than five years, the Elections Canada Act says Duong can't vote in his country of origin. And for some, that's a blow to the very definition of citizenship. Duong decided after being denied the right to vote in 2012 that he would launch a court case. That case reached the Ontario Court of Appeal this spring, but the ruling was not in his favour.
1: Justice Straley ruled that to allow expats the right to vote would undermine the relationship between citizen and government, the social contract, as expats living abroad have less of a connection to their home country. But many expats disagree. Chris Jones is a Canadian citizen living in San Francisco. He believes he should have the right to vote in Canada for a variety of reasons, including his belief that one day he'll once again live in the country.
3: Whatever the social contract is, we haven't opted out of it. That sense, sense. Right? We're still bound by the obligations of citizenship. We're still bound to if we have money coming from within Canada or if we own an RSP or property or whatever. We're still bound by community law. We're still bound in terms of you know, having a passport to be able to use it, right? Um, we're still bound by a whole host of things, even criminal law. Canadian criminal law still applies to Canadians outside of Canada in some cases. Um, So to claim that we have opted out is, I think,
1: misleading. Expats we spoke to said the indeterminate nature of their time away, the connectedness of the world through the web and social media, and the fact that Canadian tax code still applies to them means they should be allowed to vote.
0: Not all expats agree. Colum Heaney, a Canadian expat who's made Belfast, Northern Ireland, his home for the last 14 years, wonders if this recent move, the publicity around the expat voting issues, isn't just a move against the current government.
3: I think to me it's kind of weird how, how this has boiled up all this all, all boiled up all of a sudden for this election. Like I don't remember it being an issue before, before. You know what I mean? Like I part of me wonders: Is this just you know a bunch of progressive expats really scared of Harper winning a Winning again, like does that work? Like, and it's 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 an, you know it's a position I would have a lot of sympathy for. But it's just funny how this all boils. I wonder if it's just a response to the current government as it is, rather than just a general view of things.
1: According to political scientist Lois Harder, this is a political issue, but the roots of it go further back than just this election. This is a conversation about citizenship that the Harper government opened when they were elected.
4: Well, it's it's really been on their radar, uh, basically since they were elected in 2006. So it's not just it's not just right now, but a, a variety of pieces of legislation have recently come into force. So. You have the Anti-Terrorism Act. You have those revisions, the Citizenship Act, which do these things to dual citizens. Um, So it's kind of a perfect storm. And I think that the Conservatives feel that this... If this works for them you know if they the security thing is a big deal and who are you securing well you're securing your citizens and who who are your citizens well they are people like us they are old stock i mean all of this 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 language is just kind of horrifying but it really does play to their base
1: harder says that restricting the definitions of citizenship works for conservatives but you know they
4: clearly they're getting lots of mileage from all kinds of Efforts to pump up the value of citizenship, that's why you have the niqab issue, which is really such a non-issue. This is why you have this effort to take citizenship away from from dual citizens convicted of terrorism. You know, it's all it's all part of a piece.
0: Dung also sees it as an attempt to create different classes of citizens. He is committed to return to Canada to vote on election day, and the only way he's able to do so. But he knows he has the money to do it.
2: Unless you're physically present, you cannot vote. Um, And so I I do plan to go back to Montreal in October, uh, you know, on on the 19th, so that I can cast my vote. But many Canadians who live abroad don't live as close to Canada, Mm -hmm. don't have the time or the means to travel back there. And voting shouldn't be something that you get to do if you're rich and you don't get to do if you're poor. That's not the Canada that I want to live in, and that's not the Canada that I think most people see um, our country being.
1: Jones agrees. The Ontario Court of Appeal ruling is based on the idea that expats have opted out of the social contract of being a citizen by contributing less to the country.
3: If we start going down the road, well some people don't have as many obligations because they live in particular places and, you know, they don't pay any taxes on the same basis. Well, then that leads to questions like, well, if the amount that you're contributing in dollar terms or whatever to Canada matters, then should we be giving everybody the same vote based on, you know, Simply living in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like it leads you to some really worrisome places if you follow that train of logic to its obvious conclusion.
1: Jones has decided to run in this election in the riding he would normally vote in Edmonton Strathcona. He doesn't expect to win, but he does hope his campaign gets Canadians talking to their candidates about citizenship, and he does hope for change. As for Dung, he is committed to taking his case to the Supreme Court.
2: Our lawyers have just filed the uh, paperwork um, requesting that they take up the case. And hopefully we'll find out soon um, when they're taking it up and when the arguments will be scheduled for.
1: But Lois Harder says this could all go away depending on what happens on October 19th. And whether, you know, if
4: the conservatives are defeated, whether the party that wins or the coalition that forms... um, decides to to act uh on this you know whether or not they would um pursue pursue the decision um or just change you know change the act um yeah i don't know so i guess that's that's something that we could see and you know whether people abroad are interested in mobilizing around this um, yeah, be, it would be interesting to see whether, you know, there there's enough kind of critical mass in places for that to happen.
0: But there are still a couple of different ways that you can support expats who want to vote in Canadian elections. I'll give the last word to Jamie Doong.
2: Go to letcanadiansvote.com and, and read up about the case there. That has links to our Facebook group. It has links to uh, GoFundMe that we've set up so that we can, our lawyers can mount the strongest arguments that they can uh, at the Supreme Court um, and and read up on it because it's it's quite interesting and it's interesting to think that a government in this day and age would spend so much effort to stop its citizens from voting. It's a very peculiar thing in the 21st century.
0: Thank you for listening to this special episode of the expats if there are any expats you think I should be speaking with, have them email me at info at or send me an email yourself. And let's keep building this global network of Canadians living abroad. I've been your host, Adam Rosenhart, with co-host and co-producer Samantha Power. If you liked this episode, do us a big favor and leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch up again in a couple of weeks.